from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. John is starting off this hour in Chicago. Hey, John, how are you? Doing well. Good. What's up? Uh, so I was a sucker, and I bought a motorhome when I got a uh, remote uh, job that paid a lot more. And, of course, I traveled all, all over the United States in the last couple of years. But uh, I realized that um, I want to get out of debt. I want to get away from that. And, of course, I want to get rid of the motorhome, as that seems to be hard without, you know, just trying to sell it. So I'm just seeing what my options are. What do you owe on the mobile home? Uh, 70000 And what's it worth? Uh, it's worth probably about uh, between sixty and sixty five. Okay, that's not too bad. you have any money? I uh, don't have much money. How much do you have? Uh, I have about 5000 that I could put towards it. So you could close the gap and sell it? Yeah, and, and that, that was my first initial thought, too. Um, I had thoughts about just letting go back to the bank, but I wasn't for sure what to do with that. No, you don't I let it go back to the bank. I would not turn it in. No, no, no don't no, turn no, it no, in. No, no, no. no. Here, here's okay. the problem, okay? If it's worth 65 and you voluntarily repossess it, you're going to have a repossession on your record, number one. Oof. Number two, they're going to sell it for 40 on the repo lot, and they're going to sue you for the mm. difference. So you control the sale price, and you cover the difference. You'll get a lot more for it, and you won't have as much difference to cover or as much hassle. So now what mm-hmm. you've got is the hassle of selling a $65,000, $70,000 motorhome, which is a pain in the butt to do, but you can do it. Oh, definitely. You can do it. And it's a whole lot less of a pain in the butt than having a repo and having them chase you around for forty grand. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's a funny thing you say that, because surrendering a car or turning it in – Sounds a lot better than repo, but really what it is is a repossession. Oh, it's a voluntary repossession. <laughs> yeah. And let me tell you, if they come and hook a wrecker and steal it in the middle of the night, or you take it down there and hand them the keys, it shows exactly the same on your record. Mm-hmm. Both are a repossession. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one's voluntary and one's involuntary, but the credit report does not distinguish right. between the two. And uh, people ask, have you ever been repossessed? They don't ask, have you ever been voluntarily That's right. repossessed? <laughs> That's a very good point. Have you ever filed bankruptcy? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Period. Or no. It's not, there's not a, oh, well, sort of. There's not a middle <laughs> answer. You did or you didn't, yeah. right? And so that's that's the problem with this. And so, yeah, please, folks, sell your stuff and cover the difference with a loan. Mm-hmm. Sell your stuff and cover the difference with cash. Uh, control the price of the sale of something you're in the hole on that you're upside down on like an RV. I'm really shocked pleasantly, John, that that thing's worth as much as it is. You must have put a lot down on it to only owe 70 and yeah. it'd be worth 65 after you've driven it around all over the place. Well, hey, let me ask you a guidance question because – some people might be wondering this that are listening. Let's say you've got, whether it's an RV or a vehicle, you're upside down and maybe you found the cash to fill the gap, but it requires you to do a personal sale. Like you're going to for sale by owner. Yeah, that's fine. But I guess the the question I'm asking is, how long would you stay on sale by, for sale by owner before you would go to a dealership to sell it or you know go through a dealership? Well, here's the thing. 
if the data indicates from Kelly Blue Book that the car is worth twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and you put it on the market for twenty thousand dollars, and it goes a month and you get zero nibbles, mm-hmm. car's probably not worth twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, drop it. Turns out KBB was probably wrong. Mm-hmm. So the car's probably eighteen thousand. Mm-hmm. So you're going to drop your price, uh, but the dealer's going to give you fifteen. Right. So we can do several series of price drops and until reset. You get to resets until you get down to dealer, and if the dealer will give you fifteen and the public's going to give you fifteen, then I'll deal with then it. Then you know it's mind. worth it. Yeah. You know that's the real price. It's an easier transaction to do it with a dealer, but it's very seldom because dealers, if the car really won't sell for twenty, mm-hmm. a dealer really doesn't want it for fifteen. Yeah, that's right. Because their job is to resell it and make the spread. Yeah. They're buying to inventory to make a profit on Mm -hmm. it. And so they're not evil. They're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. But they're buying at wholesale to sell at retail. And if you can't sell it at retail, they probably can't either. I think a lot of people avoid selling their own vehicle because they're thinking, oh, this is a hassle. This is, is a hassle. something I've never but, done before. You know, but we go do a side hustle and we make a thousand bucks or we can go through this hassle and save $5,000. Right. I agree. So, yeah, let's do the hassle. Hello. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's a, it's a nice part-time job to go sell your RV. <laughs> right, right. You, know, it's, um, <laughs> you, you set the you're hours. You make a lot more <laughs> on that than you will delivering pizza, I can That's tell you right. that. So, Caitlin is in Fargo. Hi, Caitlin. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. How are you? Better than I deserve. How can we help? <laughs> um, so, I'm graduating this December with my master's debt-free, um, and I just kind of want to be wise about income that I'll be getting after I graduate. Congratulations. Master's. What's your master's in? Thank you. Yeah, and social work. Good for you. Okay. So, what will you be making? Um, hopefully, around sixty grand. It kind of just depends where I get a job. Um, and I don't even know where to begin with investing. Okay. And you're 100% debt-free? I am. Yep. No car debt? Uh, nope, just pay off my car a few months ago. Okay. So and you, you have an emergency fund? I do. Um, I currently don't have a job because I'm in college, so I'm using my emergency fund right now. So the first thing I need to do is build that back up. Okay. That's your first investment to do. And then after that, depending on where you're working, I'm gonna we're gonna say do retirement plans. Uh, start putting fifteen percent of your income away for retirement, and uh, then I would start doing additional savings for purchase of your first home. Okay. Awesome. That's, That's pretty exciting. easy, pretty yeah. simple, right? There's not much to it. And you need to be on a budget and watching what you're doing. And um, if I were you, I would want to get a head start on the job search. Okay. Because six months from today, you want to be working there. Yes, yeah, that's hopefully the goal. Yeah, so I, I'd want to know where there is and what they pay, okay. and I can start to do a little bit more planning that way. Mm-hmm. And you can find out how tough the hiring market is or isn't in that particular category between now and then. I, I'd want to be on that for sure. Absolutely. And you made a good point. There's always that question between do I save for a house first? Do I start investing first? Can I do them at the same time? that whole thing so i got a feeling i just had the feeling she's pretty careful yeah she's debt free 100 yeah. percent education and everything mm-hmm. so she's probably a save for retirement and house at the I same so time too. person and I, she's single so she's probably got that extra bi- ability to do that yeah you can control extra that money. flow too yeah. yeah that makes a lot of difference that's good so. very good fun fun good free stuff. master's degree i love that yeah love it well free pay debt free debt free that's mm-hmm. it yeah Excellent. Good stuff. This is The Ramsey Show.
Dr. John Deloney's book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, has now been out for one week. You can get it at anywhere great books are sold. It will be a number one, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. He is be a second number one when we get this, when we get the numbers in in a couple days here. And uh, in the meantime, you can pick it up at RamseySolutions.com. There are six daily choices to make to not eliminate anxiety from your life, but to greatly reduce it and deal with it properly when it does come your way. Everyone has anxiety about some things. Anxiety is a good thing. It keeps you from running into traffic. <laughs> right. And, uh, oops, yeah, yeah, oh, I have yeah. anxiety now. Yeah, well, don't run in traffic. You know, it's a good thing. So you have to prepare your life, build your life in such a way that you have a lower probability of living in it perpetually. And we've built such a crazy world that now uh, nearly half of the U.S. population reports their lives are affected by anxiety, stress, burnout. It's everywhere. Mm. Building a non-anxious life. Dr. John Deloney's brand new book, RamseySolutions.com. Anna is with us in Dallas. Hi, Anna. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Hi. What's up? So I do not need to get a car loan, but... I want to get one so that I could build a good credit line, and I was just wondering what you'd suggest. How old are you, Anna? I just turned 20. Okay. Why do you think it's important for you to build a good line of credit? What do you plan to do with that? Good credit score. I plan, I have somewhat of a credit score just from like, I have kept up with like credit cards and such. I only have two, and my credit score is great, but do plan on buying a house mm-hmm. so that I can rent it, maybe a duplex or even building a duplex since I am in that industry. Mm-hmm. And I do plan on renting it out to people so that they can pay for the mortgage. Okay. What, what do you what do you do in the real estate industry? I am an architectural designer for a custom home builder. Okay. Very cool. Um, so all the talk about the credit score. So the ultimate use for you is you're wanting to buy a house. Um we actually teach a way that you can buy a house without a credit score, which is a safer mm-hmm. way to deal with money in general because you're not having to enter into debt in order to do the things that you want to do. You're not having to put the risk mm-hmm. of debt on your life and that yeah. stress in your life in order to do the things that you want to do. So I would say to you that if you have the money to buy a car in cash, buy the car in cash or save up until you mm-hmm. can, the idea of building up a credit score. And when you really look at what a credit score is, it's simply how you interact with debt, how long you've had debt, how much debt you've had, uh, what percentage of debt that you're using. That's all that they're looking at. They're not looking to see if a person can actually manage the money that they have in their bank account, Mm -hmm. in their pocket. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. So what would you recommend for someone, like in my instance, it's a smaller bank, so Mm -hmm. it's kind of more personal-ish, like what would you recommend? Because I know that I do plan on developing and then building my own spec homes in the future. So I kind of want a relationship with them. If not, I would have to get in touch with some investors that I know of. Let's talk about one one goal at a time. Because right now you're like, I want to do, I want to, do this, I want to do that, that, that. And I love the idea that you have goals going towards the future. But the first thought is, your first thought is, ultimately, how can I get a, uh, the house that I want to get? That was your first question. And so my thing mm-hmm. is, I'm going to teach you how to do it without a credit score. So I would contact Churchill Mortgage when the time comes. 
and to get, do. Let's get, let's get that house and let's get you living in a house that you own mm-hmm. before we start talking about mm-hmm. doing a spec house at 20 years old. Right. First things first. Yes, sir. Okay. So I actually plan to live at home until I'm married, just to be more traditional because I do plan on getting married. Mm-hmm. Now. Don't plan on having any bills, really, okay. until like I get the car if I do it on a car loan. So I think that you should pay cash for the car. That's because thing you don't, one. Do you understand you don't need a credit card to buy a house? You, you don't understand need it. that. You've been lied to. You yes. understand that? It's called manual under, <laughs> underwriting. I did it. Dr. John Delone, Deloney did it. Uh, George Campbell did it. We've all done it. So it's not just a theory. It's manual underwriting. And all they're doing, you're walking through a lot of the same processes. They're just looking at your actual money, uh, how much income you have coming in, as opposed to your debt. That's the only difference. That's the only difference. So if I'm you, I'm buying my car in cash simply because I need a car. And then if you have any other debt, I'm clearing it up. Go ahead while you're living with your parents, save up three to six months of expenses, not for your expenses at the moment, but what you think they will be once you move out of the house. So you've got that ready. Moving out of the house and living in an apartment will actually help you get the house. It will. That's right. And here's the thing. Because they're they're not going to count your income like you count it uh, because they're not going to count people that have zero expenses because that doesn't exist in the real world. And so, you know, go ahead and setting up your life as a young woman, independent woman is not a bad thing um it's not an immoral thing either by the way um but it does um it does cost more money and you'll have your own space your own place and um yeah i think that's the direction i would go courtney is in los angeles hi courtney welcome to the ramsey show hi guys thanks for taking my call sure what's up uh, my question is, should we sell our home to purchase one that's bigger and has lower monthly payments, um, but my husband would have to commute about two hours to work? No. No way. He's going to hate that. Okay. He's going to hate you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, can I elaborate a little bit, if I may? You can, but I don't think you it's going to change You can, but you're not talking it. me into commuting two hours. Not a chance well, I would I do that. He- Right. No, it wouldn't be an everyday thing. It would be, so he's in law enforcement, so he has chunks of days where he's working, where he could be staying with his mom, and then on his stretches of days off, he would be commuting up to us. I don't like it. I'm just being honest with you. You want a part-time husband? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of used to solo parenting with him being gone Honey, if you want to do it, you do it. You called and asked if we would do it. We were both unanimous in a no. What did he say? When you when you guys have talked when about it, what did he say? When you suggested he lives with his mother instead of you so that you can get this house, what did he say? Um, I mean, he's he's open to it. He's very cautious. We've looked at the area and at the housing, and it's, you know, everything looks good, but we're just doing a lot of thinking, a lot of praying. A lot I think of you're prioritizing on, so. the size of the house and the housing situation over the quality of your life of your family. And I think it's a bad choice. I'd agree with that. I agree. I mean, that's the way she framed it up. It's a bigger simple. house. And know. lower payment. Mm-hmm. But I lose control of our family relationships. Yeah. They're all over the place. You've scatterbrained the whole place. Yeah, that's not, not a, a chance. play. Not a chance. I live eight minutes from my house. And there's no one there but my wife and my dog. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going home in a few minutes. Wow. That would drive me bananas. I couldn't do it. In two hours, I can almost be in Knoxville, Tennessee. And is it two? Is it two? Is it two hours going and two yeah, hours coming she said home? A two hour commute. That's four hours. Oh no way! Yeah. Life's too short for all that. Yeah. 
I mean, I understand in Los Angeles you're going to have longer commutes than we have in Nashville. Sure. We have a better quality of life than you do. That's right. But but it's just the same. Two hours is not t- – it's not it's not sustainable no. in the – in a relational context. No. For your kids. Your kids need their dad mm-hmm. more than that. And, and more than they need their dad living with his mom part-time so you can have this house. Not a chance. Yeah. I'm not no. doing it. No, 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 no. So – it's um here's the other thing um if if both answers suck mm-hmm. you have you don't have enough options if the answer that that two-hour commute sucks and staying where we are is super expensive yeah. sucks there's always a third then there's, choice. you know what's the what's another option yeah there's and a fourth always option and a fifth option a sixth option uh, maybe we don't live in that area of california at all that's right maybe he takes a job in law enforcement in a different place uh, that is more affordable yeah. that we can live in. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe you don't make enough to live in that area. That's a fact. Uh, and so then you're forced into other decisions. People have done that for centuries. Oh yeah. In the United States of America. Yeah, you it's don't what have causes to. people to move to other areas uh, all the time. Yeah, there's always a migration in this country, and it a lot of it is driven by economics. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that's a possibility. But yeah, those aren't the only two options in your life. Because both the options you gave me suck. You need more options. This is The Ramsey Show. Are you working the baby steps? One of the smartest and most impactful changes you can make is to ditch your cash value life insurance plan, if you have one, and replace it with a term life policy. Listen, the only thing a cash value policy is good for is overcharging you for the life insurance and then paying you a crappy rate of return on your overpayment. Stop wasting your money and really focus on getting out of debt and growing your savings. For over 25 years, I've trusted and used Xander Insurance to find the best rates on term life insurance from the top rated companies. They keep the whole thing simple. You can apply online or over the phone and they even have low cost plans that don't require an exam. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Even if you don't have a cash value policy, if you're one of the 70% of people who have no life insurance or not enough, it's even more important to get this done. 800-356-4282 or Xander.com. Jade Walshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Hey, if you like this show, we would appreciate some help. I want you to subscribe, click follow, click subscribe, depending on whether you're podcasting or you're YouTubing or you're listening on talk radio, lock it in on your dial so you can bring it up again at this time of the day when your local station has us. Click subscribe, click follow. Also share the show. Some of the services have a share button that you can push and you can easily share the link and send that around. We'd love to have you do that. And of course the, um, also leave a nice five-star review uh and for those of you that didn't know we are on this show is broadcast on tbn as well and uh jade i pulled up the tbn app the other day and you and rachel were on and it's beautiful yeah i mean it really looks good y'all look great and mm-hmm. the show looked great and the quality of the delivery it's uh crystal clear it's a cool. beautiful the set and everything yeah. I, I didn't realize how good we looked it's yeah cool. we, look, we look pretty good Dave. It's nice stuff <laughs> in the lobby of ramsey solutions on the debt-free stage mark and haley are with us hey guys how are you hi great. hey Dave, how you how doing are you? better than we deserve welcome Same. so where do you guys live upland california cool now where's upland 
It's about 30 miles east of L.A. Oh, okay. okay. All right, cool. cool. Well, welcome to Nashville. Good to have you. And all the way across the continental United States to do a debt-free scream. How much did you pay off? We paid off $474,000. I yes. love it. And how long did that take? About three and a half years. Good for love you. It. I love it. And your range of income during that time? We started at 174 combined, and we ended at 296 Look wow. at that. What do you all do for a living? Uh, I'm a detective with a law enforcement uh, agency. Mm-hmm. And I work in accounting. Ah, very cool. Very cool. Very cool. So what kind of debt was the 474000 We had uh, our mortgage. Yes. You paid off your house? We yes. In freaking L.A.? Yes. Oh, Come my on, gosh. somebody. And the lady just called from L.A. Her husband's in law enforcement, and she wants to move two hours away. I know. And you just are sitting there shaking your head listening to that. You it's had all to in be. the overtime. I felt bad following that up. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Yeah, with a success story of how not to do it. This yeah, is the right awesome. way. <laughs> way to go. What in the world? How long have you guys been married? Going on 10 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. And yeah. what's this house worth? About a million. Come yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Millionaires. So, How old are you two? 32 and 34. And, and you're 34. millionaires. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Wow. No, I mean, that's just with the house. We didn't even ask about your know, investments right? yet. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, what are those? How much in the investments? About 200000 Way yeah. to go, guys. You guys. Way yeah. to go. I'm so proud of y'all. How's it feel to have no payments in the world? Totally liberating. Yeah. 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 In California. In California. Mm-hmm. And that the house was about 390 of that. And then the rest, we also had a HELOC because we had an emergency HVAC replacement. Mm-hmm. And then two car loans and... Solar panels. Our solar panels. Oh, man. What happened three and a half years ago? What was the wake-up call? And how'd you get connected to us? So that all came from a friend of mine at work. He, uh, I remember someone told me, oh, you should talk to, to Vicente. He's paying off his house. And I thought someone had just spoke to me in a foreign language so <laughs> i had to figure out what was going on so i picked his brain he said it's dave ramsey i said what is, what is that <laughs> what, what? Yeah, i figured it was some magical bitcoin or something that i could jump on and uh he said no it's just hard work and paying off your debt and having a budget and i thought oh that didn't sound like me and uh here we are three and a half years later doing so it. he read That's the funny. total money makeover book and then right. He pushed me to read it. It took me probably about a month, and then I read it, and then I was like, okay, I'm doing FPU, so I ran through that, and then we were full steam ahead. Wow. Okay. So it goes from a friend recommending it, speaking in a foreign language. Mm -hmm. and uh, Thinking Dave is a a cryptocurrency. (laughs) (laughs) That's the ultimate right there. I love it. That's perfect. And then uh, you you get the book. Both of you read it, somewhat force-fed. And then we go from that headlong into Financial Peace University. Wow. And you did that on your own? Mm-hmm. We did. Okay. All right. Very good. Congratulations, you Thank guys. Thank you. Well done. How does it feel to be completely free? You said it already. Liberating. Liberating. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Still unreal. It still hasn't like fully hit me yet. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's kind of, I mean, at your age, you say, I'm a millionaire. That just, it, that, well, and I don't feel different. No. Yeah. You know, it's strange. I still just, I got to get up and go to work. It mm-hmm. didn't change anything, you know. <laughs> it does so. have a nice ring to it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I love it. I love it. Well so done. during this three and a half years, did you, was this just taking extra income, you know, from your normal jobs and saying, hey, we're going to be intentional about paying this off? Or did you kind of put the pedal to the metal? Did you pick up any extra hours? He got promoted during the time. Um, and then because he got 
a work vehicle, we decided to sell his truck. So Mm -hmm. that was about a little over $52,000. And we just put that all towards the house because at that that point we had paid off everything Mm -hmm. else. Oh, wow. And then he worked a ton of overtime. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I think I averaged at minimum about 40 to 50 hours every two Ooh. weeks of overtime. Oh. Wow. And that's on top of his 80 hours. On top of the 80. Oh, okay. So yeah, y'all went hard in the paint. Very yeah. much. Yeah. Wow. Hardcore. Yeah. So what can you get paid an hour on overtime in that kind of situation? Um, So it's time and a half for us. And oh, it is. Oh, so it's not necessarily side work as an officer. It's correct. Not, not doing something for the local church or whatever, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's, it's your actually overtime at the at the force yes ours would be there and ours is more of like a medical transport for inmates that are in custody and take them to and from the hospital and back to the facility okay wow it's time and a half that's That's a lot that's not bad that's 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 a serious side hustle yeah yeah cool yeah that that adds up and and you got a goal and you're getting traction so it the weird thing is is you're you're tired but you're not burnt right and i think the snowball really gave us momentum Mm -hmm. i think we started small and we progressed and we both felt that that momentum start and it was like hey we got to get this done we're already this is in progress mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's so close it's at hand so let's get it yeah wow. just finish it finish it finish it i like it well done you guys i'm proud of you who was thank cheering you. you on i think each other we were probably our biggest cheerleaders yeah and desantis um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure is that his name is that what you called it which your work your, buddy? Your work oh, buddy. Oh, Vicente. Oh, Vicente. Vicente. There you go. <laughs> Not the governor of Florida. <laughs> right, okay. I'm sorry. Him, but wow. yeah. <laughs> completely screwed. DeSantis. Where did I get there it? I got screwed up there. Yeah, okay. He's like, what? DeSantis is his last He's name. He's like, yeah. what? Guy's running for president. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to just do a shout out to Vicente because honestly, I, I was... I give a lot of pushback and I did not want to go down this path. And he every day he would come in, hey, have you read the book? I tell him, oh, no, not yet. I'm, I'm going to get to it. And in my head, I'm like, no way. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, about a month later, I decided, you know, I'm going to read this just to get this guy off my back. And uh, next thing you know, I'm reading it. And I just thought, this makes way too much sense. I don't understand how I didn't know any of this before now. Yeah, I think wow. you guys owe him a real nice steak dinner. Oh, yeah. I think so. You're millionaires because of this guy. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah, because he wouldn't let up on his buddy. That's you know, right. that's good stuff. It's yeah. amazing. Very cool. I'm so proud of y'all. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? I think probably the budget is the big thing. Uh, you don't realize how much money you're spending until you put it down on paper, and then it's like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. And then I think keeping each other motivated, keeping the end goal in mind. Yeah. And, okay. uh, yeah, the little one right here. Just uh, go ahead and bring him future. in. What's his name? Mm-hmm. This is Rhodes. All right, Rhodes, Rhodes is gonna he's gonna scream with us for sure. That's right. We're not sure if it's debt free, but he's gonna scream. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Right. That's good. Good you. Good job, you guys. I'm proud of you guys. He's a little well done. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that's fun. Wiggle worm. <laughs> Baby steps millionaires book, total money makeover book, and Financial Peace University. Maybe you can give it to one of your other fellow officers, and you can be to them what your friend was to you. Very good stuff. Hey, We're going to send all that with you. Congratulations. You. We're very Thank proud you of you so guys. Much. You changed that young man's life right there, and he doesn't even know it yet. Yep. His whole family tree's changed. His mom and dad are millionaires. Baby steps millionaires. Mark and Haley and Rose, Upland, California. 474000 paid off in three and a half years, making 171 to 296 House and everything, and baby <laughs> steps millionaires in their 30s. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. All right. Three, two, one. We're, We're debt-free. Debt yeah. He'll be all right, I promise you. (laughs) This is the Ramsey Show.
Our scripture of the day, Luke 14, 11, for all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. A peacock that rests on his tail feathers is just another turkey. <laughs> Dolly Parton. Of course you would say that. Dolly Parton. Well done. <laughs> Gotta love Miss Dolly. All right, Marianne. It's it's like state law in Tennessee, by the way. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Marianne is with us in Richland, Washington. Hi, Marianne. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Uh, my husband and I are in a bit of a disagreement. We wanted to find out how much we should have in our emergency fund as contract workers. Okay. Are you are you uh, freelance or do you contract that the contracts have extended time on them? Um, I work as a travel ultrasound tech. And how long is your contract? Thirteen weeks. They can be longer than that, though. Okay. And what is the probability of some kind of a renewal or stepping into another one? like a hundred percent right yes pretty high yeah that's why you're willing to do that rather than taking a job doing it right right okay what about him what's his contract uh well he's a welder so he travels with me and then just gets work in the area we're in and there's always a demand for welders is there not yes there is okay but his his is basically a bit work it's um freelance side work right correct yeah all right um well three to six months of expenses is what we always say you would be on the six month of expenses side what are your monthly expenses uh just typical rent no how much groceries how much money uh does it take for you to operate your house in a month I would say 4000 Okay. Six times that. What What was the argument okay. about? Well, we're also still trying to pay off my student loans. No, you're not doing any. You have a $1,000 emergency fund then. You don't have three to six months okay. of expenses. $1,000. Oh, I see. Does that okay. make sense? So even It does. So even if we like need a deposit for our next rental when we move... Why would you need deposit when you move? You get your deposits back, do you not? Typically. We just started this this year, so. Typically. The only reason you wouldn't get a deposit back is if you didn't fulfill the the terms of the lease. Okay, yes, I see. If you don't tear up the place and you abide by the lease, you get your deposit back, right? Yes. Yeah, so typically would be, yeah, you will, period. Um, and so that's how you, you arrange your move. You, you don't sign a lease that's... I was going to say, are you... You don't sign you a six-month lease when you have a three-month contract, right? No, we're just month-to-month. Month. Yeah, okay. Good. So you'd get your deposit back. You give them 30 days notice, you don't tear up the place. And uh, boom, we're gone. So if you need to, um, you know, if you need to... If you're coming towards the end of a contract and you think you're going to be moving... You would put into your budget the deposits for the next place because you're going to have to cash flow those before the last place returns them to you. You're going to have a cash flow bind, mm-hmm. but you're not going to ultimately be out of pocket that money. It's just for a short, you know, like you may be a month off. You follow me? Yes. Yeah. So you got to prepare for that. But um, how much is your student loan debt? 37000 Cool. Mm. Yeah. So 
for you right now, you're in baby step one. You've got the getting in the thousand dollars saved, and then from now on until you get that thirty-seven thousand dollars paid off, you're listing your debt smallest to largest, and your student loan. Is it one loan or is it one loan broken to a lot of small pieces? Uh, broken to a lot of small ones. Yeah. So probably right now your minimum payment is satisfying the minimums of all those little loans. So you've got to make the minimum payment to satisfy those. And then whatever money you have left over, you're going to throw out the smallest of those little loans. And you've got to call in. You've got to call in and say, hey, I paid my minimum payment, but I've got this extra money here. I want it to go to this specific loan. Because if you don't do that, they're going to take that extra payment and they're going to divide it over all those little loans again. And you're going to wonder, well, what happened? I'm not seeing any of the loan balances change. So you've got to call in to do that. You have to make sure it goes on that one smallest loan. Yeah. When it's gone, it's going to change the, it's going to get the debt snowball rolling Mm -hmm. for you. So what's your household income, Marianne? Uh, this year it was one hundred and thirty thousand. Okay, mm-hmm. then you should be debt free in under a year. Yay! Way to go! Awesomeness. Thank you. Yeah, way to go! You're doing great. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm not sure who won the argument, but you're well, doing great. <laughs> Johnny is in Cincinnati. Hey, Johnny, what's up? Hey, Dave. Not much. Uh, quick question for you about public service loan forgiveness and my current student debt situation and mortgage situation. So I have 96 payments uh, on this public service loan forgiveness uh, with the goal being 120 Mm -hmm. for the program. Um, I kind of had that plan for since I graduated in 2014, didn't think too much about it, had a bunch of life changes take place. And now I have uh, almost enough to pay off the student loans and I'm considering paying those off now instead of waiting for the public service loan forgiveness. Well, yeah. Yeah. Did you say you graduated in 2014? Correct. So this is nine, almost 10 years of just, well, maybe they'll do it. 10 years of your life. Yeah. Pay them off. Yeah. Not to mention. Johnny, so here's the situation that so far, ninety was it ninety seven percent of the loans that followed the student loan forgiveness program have not been forgiven. They've only forgiven less than three percent. And so, if you have a ninety seven percent chance that your plan's not going to work, the reason I was son, holding I just told you three out of one hundred. Don't argue with this. Three out of 100 it works for. You actually think you're one of those. Pay off your loan. Right. Yeah, right. That's what what I'm thinking. What do you owe? What do you owe on it? 86,000. I'd write a check tomorrow, hon. I'd be free. Listen, you don't want to sit around and wait on on the government to make your life awesome Mm -hmm. because you're going to be waiting the rest of your life and you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. The secret to happiness is low expectations. Lower your expectations of what the government's going to do for you because it all amounts to nothing. Yeah, 10 and years so, making minimum payments. He yeah. could have been done seven years ago. Well, he's got the money now. Yeah. So at today, you know, either you're going to be sitting there 96 payments from now disappointed because you're not one of the three out of 100 that actually gets the forgiveness, um, or you will have spent the last 10 years building wealth because you got rid of this crap mm-hmm. by writing the check today. So the student loan forgiveness program is a scam. It's a lie. 
anything that 97% of the people don't get what was promised to them is called a scam. Yeah. It's a lie. It's a government lie. Okay. Another one. Mm -hmm. Just like the Biden student loan forgiveness was. It was a lie. Mm Mm-hmm. He knew it was a lie. He knew the Supreme Court was going to throw it out, and he played it at the midterms anyway just to get people to vote for Democrats. It was a lie. We told you when he did it, it was a lie. I've told you this was a lie. So it's a lie. And the only reason— Don't fall for another government lie, Democrat or Republican. You can't wait on those morons to fix your life. Yeah. And the thing is, you're hearing a lot more about it lately. You know, you'll see somebody pop up, my student loan got forgiven. And they're doing these, it's a little pop-up forgivenesses to try to keep people hanging on the line, right? It's a lie. Yeah. When you actually look at the statistical evidence of the number of people who got rid of their student loans because of the government doing anything, it's almost zero, you guys. Yeah, less than 3%. It's almost zero. Like, you know, one of my buddies said the other day, Biden forgave $9 billion out of $1.7 trillion on a plan that already existed. Exactly. It wasn't him. He just took credit for a plan that was in place before he was in office. Mm-hmm. Typical politic- politics yeah. moron. It, it's a lie. Yeah. God. All right. Hope I'm through now. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jade. Look, if you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.